Life can be a little crazy sometimes. In these bizarre moments we live in, we need a podcast to bring us together, to inspire others during all this chaos. Who? Who will step up to the challenge? I'm Sean Graves, though I can't fix everything. With the help of my guests, we can help inspire each other. Well, here we are. We're recording the first episode of Inspire with Sean. I'm Sean Graves. And with my guest today is David Hennessy. He's a professional in psychology and nutrition, designer of the holistic personal development program, The Wonder Technique, as well as author of eight books, including How to Find and Follow Your Purpose. Welcome to the podcast, Mr. Hennessy. Thank you very much, Sean. Thank Welcome. you very much for this opportunity to share and to connect with your listeners and yourself. Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, it just, I'm so thankful and I'm grateful that, like, I don't know how you found me. I, I think that's very cool that, like, what this podcast has been doing now that I'm starting season three this year, that um, hopefully people are listening. I don't really know if the messages are getting out there, but um, the, the fact that you reached out to me and you stuck around for those three months while I was at Top Gun. Um, which was an experience of itself that I hope I never live again. It was a great experience, but being away from home for three months, what a challenge, you know? And thank you so yes. much for uh, for sticking through it. I really oh, do appreciate that. Not a problem that. at all. I, I mean, as I like to say to people, I've been doing this for 20 years now. And, you know, it's I've had other people say to me, David, can you wait three, four months? Or after a podcast is recorded, Sean, they'll say, it's not going to get published for maybe six months. I'm like, I'm Okay. I'm in here long term. I don't. Oh mind. my gosh! So <laughs> I was because, like, oh no, I've got a whole weekend to deal with this. So we good. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure that so, the volume levels are good and all the um, music and sound effects that, uh, like the beginning intro that I like to have at the beginning. Um, you know, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, don't expect this to be six months later. I'm be posting this. I don't uh, mind one of this, Sean. I appreciate your time, and I know that the timing is always right. How things work out. Yeah, absolutely. Look at my life now. It's you. You just kind of you go. You kind of guide how your life you want it to be, but you Mm -hmm. also go with the flow. There's kind of two sides of it. Yeah, Yeah, I've been trying to like wrestle with that because um, uh, I just had a counsel with um, my career my career counselor and I was just like it's been 10 years and I'm done I'm just done I've got five months left on my contract and uh, so I'm ready for that next step and again it's like it's scary because it's like what there's kind of like that uncertainty of that cliff of like how how far down you'll go or you know whether there's a bridge that gets you to the next uh side of that canyon and um then there's like you know my friends are like don't worry about it just go with the flow make sure you do your work set yourself up for success and then there's the other side do you have a plan and the plan is scary because it's like when you write it down it's like this sounds great but then like it's like it goes back to what i read uh, uh weeks ago your 10 um uh, your 10 tips. Uh, I don't think I got the the right title of it, but one of them, it was okay. like, you know, make sure that the plan is good, you know, make sure you have a smart plan, um, a plan that's easily executable. You know, it's okay if you don't do it or if you don't complete your goal, because the thing is, it's like on one hand, at least you tried, you know, yes. and didn't stagnate. I think that stagnation is what it is that that people seem to not want to execute. And then they go, well, I never did it. You know, like it just never happened. I think you're right, Sean. I think a lot of people, they somehow, I don't think it's, 
consciously, intentionally, or maybe it is, where they miss out an opportunity in their lives because they put off stuff waiting. And Mm -hmm. when you introduced uh, myself and you talked about like the program Holistic, I believe everything is connected in our lives. I don't think Mm -hmm. things are separated. Like a lot of people separate professional and personal. And I think our behaviors in our professional and personal environment are similar. We could be hesitant to walk up to somebody and say, listen, would you like to, you know, dance, go for a cup of tea or in business, would you like to learn about my products or services? Mm -hmm. I think we have the same habits in all the environment and maybe we're not as clear, but there's definitely a behavior that if you're confident in one area of your life and you're willing to take a risk, because as I say to people, all the friends that you have right now were once strangers. Mm -hmm. All your clients you have right now, they were once people you didn't know. Mm -hmm. And you are bringing value to the table and doing them a favor when you reach out to them, even if they say no, because yeah. you've given them an opportunity. And the same for yourself, because when I look at ideas and relationships, if you if you decide to go talk to somebody and then you find out, well, actually, this is not a person I really want to continue the conversation with, then at least you know. And both mm-hmm. people actually know. Everybody benefits from both sides of it. Mm-hmm. So there could be two mm-hmm. people who are kind of thinking, should I talk to this person? Should I not? And the same thing, some people might be saying, maybe I should use this service, maybe not. But once they finally engage and take that step, they find out, okay, it's good for me, or mm-hmm. no, it's not. Yeah. But the decision to actually take an action, it's that's something that has amazed me over the years is how few people are willing to take an action, mm-hmm. but they they think a lot about it. And uh, some people will say they overtake themselves out of the process. Yep. It's I, for myself, I do feel my, this is like one of those things that I, I totally understand that. Like, cause for myself, I I'm a thinker, um, you know, like people in my family or my friends, especially my friends, the ones who are just the complete opposite, the extroverts, the ones that, uh, that are not INFJs, the ones that are, uh, cause that's, allegedly my personality type thanks Myers-Briggs mm-hmm. for some of the friends that are just not that archetype it's so ex- it's so strange for me to just be like oh so you just decided to just go ahead and do that like where was the education where was the like how did you go ahead and just be like yeah we're just gonna do this today like what who does that me over here I'm like nope stubborn this is the way it is. I'm not conservative, but I'm saying like stubborn. And I'm sitting there going like, no, just be cautious. Maybe a little bit, like maybe a toe in the water just to see the temperature. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. don't just jump all in. Like you never know if you're going to sink or swim, you know, but uh, yeah. That that, that is a difference, Sean, where people, they have all the information and they still then don't like in, you mentioned there. And for those people listening, I do have a, a free e-guide that's 10 tips to health and happiness. And one of them in there is the eternal, eternal students, you know, and I mentioned this before people who are listening to your podcast, Mm -hmm. listening to other people's podcasts, they're reading books, they're going to seminars, they're eternally learning new information, but they never actually stop and actually take action. Yeah. And they believe they need more information. They need to learn more. Mm -hmm. But in fact, I say to people is that once you go through something, even listen to this podcast and Mm -hmm. you think, Hmm. There's a couple of ideas I like there. Mm-hmm. Take one idea, one solitary idea. If it resonates with you, test it out in your life. If it doesn't yeah. work, reject it. But if you feel that it could work, 
go ahead and run with it and then make it into a habit. And that can be easily done. Like really simply, you make it a habit by repeating the action and you keep track of it. And really, I do recommend to people, it sounds very old fashioned, but if you if you have a piece of paper, like an old calendar, and you you cross it off each day that you take that action because you're trying to build a habit, mm-hmm. it's there's something tactile. There's something about using a pen and paper that's very different from not marking something down on a phone mm-hmm. because our phone can almost be a file folders like on a computer where there's so much information we can't see where it is. But if every time you walk into your bathroom or your kitchen or your, wherever you want to store this, you have mm-hmm. a sheet on the wall that reminds you, oh, yes, I'm working on this habit. It's right in front of you. It's like a stick-up note. It's like, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And then you'll actually start to build confidence in your ability to make goals Mm -hmm. or decide that those goals are not what you want to work on. That's also, that's a separate issue. But you want to take action. And and I think that a lot of people get disappointed in their lives because they don't take an action daily that actually makes them feel like they did something. Mm -hmm. And yet they probably are doing something that's important, but they don't see it that way. That's also a separate issue. Yeah, absolutely. I, and it's 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 great that you mentioned that checklist because I actually have one of those in my kitchen. Awesome. Sticky. It's like, you know, you use like a document protector and then you just use like a, a little marker yep. to kind of mm-hmm. like erase it as you go through the week. But these are these are what I call it is things that make me happy. Or okay. not even necessarily happy, but it's the thing about uh, hap- being the idea of being happy is that it's not just the one thing; it's the conglomeration of like the 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 collage of all these things that I like to do, like going on yes. hikes, you know, uh, going to work out, playing music, um, writing, you know, or whatever it is, whatever your personal list is. It's just you make that list and you make your week, and then you just kind of think to yourself, like today, like. I love folding clothes. I know that's a weird hobby, but I love folding clothes. And so I'll mm-hmm. fold my clothes and I'll make it a, it's like, it's not a chore to me. It's weird how I like that mind flip happened, but it all became because of that, that list there. I was like, I'm just going to throw one, like one chore in there to see if I can make this into something that'll make me feel good about myself. And actually, yeah, indeed. After a year of checking off doing my laundry and folding my clothes and not leaving it in the hamper for a week and just grabbing that t-shirt, put it on and go, you know, uh, it, I love, I love folding my clothes now. It's, it's crazy how that habit. Well, and in fact, I I would see inside of that Sean. maybe you see it already this way. That's Mm self-discipline. You've taught yourself when you can teach yourself to do one action, you Mm -hmm. can apply that to other things. Mm -hmm. I know that there's other people that we'll talk about it. Like, for example, people might've heard Jordan Peterson talking and say, yeah. get out of bed, make your bed. Yes. Like, I wonder, I mean, I don't go around checking people's homes, but how many people don't tidy their environment. Mm-hmm. And there's something kind of really important psychologically to our environment around us when we're trying to do things. Cause yeah. one of the little eBooks I wrote is how to focus and concentrate to achieve your goals. And like mm-hmm. when you're working in, in an environment, if your environment is full of clutter, it actually is very distracting. Mm-hmm. Now the clutter can be sound, could be other people, could be stuff on your desk, mm-hmm. you know, it, just certain things and all of those things can end up being a distraction. Yeah. And on top of it, sometimes we're not necessarily aware, but once we start to clear off, like I like to use the minus sign, like in mathematics, we, if you want to improve things in your life, take things away. It's not mm-hmm. about adding things in. Mm-hmm. And that's about simplification. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not making it more complicated because as human beings, 
I believe in you know, being part of it uh, (laughs) as a human, human, last time I checked, the whole idea is that um, we tend to overcomplicate things. And I'm really into simplification in the Mm -hmm. sense that taking care of our health and well-being, to me at its core, is not massively complicated. Mm -hmm. And somehow it is sad that people, they get off track because they're, they're so lost in the process, they never actually take action whether it's, you know, in this case, yeah. we're talking about health and well-being as against, you know, a new venture, a new employment, new relationship in that. And yeah. the fundamentals of, I mean, people ask me, what's the fundamentals? Well, making sure you you have a routine that makes sure that you have good night's sleep. Yeah. That is so fundamental. Yeah. It's not complicated. But yeah. so many people have so many reasons that they, well, I, 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 you know what, I need to get a special blue light or I like they, they're adding all these things on that are just white noise and yeah. you know, read a book before you go to sleep yeah. or, you know, I like to watch my favorite show or something like that. I'm like, you need to simplify this. Yeah. Cause I, I've, I've, I've mentored, um, uh, coworkers in simplification. Okay. My, my, not like part of my, part of my job is, um, what's called uh, the process of continual improvements. We do that for the facility, but I like to take it like that next step and put it into my home, you know what I mean? And make sure that, you know, everything's ergonomically like working for me, not me working for it. That's, that's like, that's the first key. Make sure that, you know, I, I feel like the first key is what is it in your, yeah, again, your environment that is working against you, get rid of it, find out where your waste is. That waste is, it's there for a reason. You don't need it, you know? Like as soon as you do all that and just continuously go through the process at the very beginning, you know, and uh, assess what is here, what what am I doing that is preventing me from uh, getting better, you know? It's, it's, not a one and done thing. You know, I have, I have plenty of people in my life that are like, Oh, well, I went through this a year ago, but I'm, I'm back at where I was. Did you restart? I'm sure you're not where you were before mm-hmm. you're in a different you, you know? Yes. Did you restart? So yeah, that's the, it's a loop. It's, it's a loop. loop. It's and in a fact, loop. we will in our lives, I, my personal perception, my personal experiences, sometimes we'll come back to the same experience not the exact same experience, mm-hmm. but at a different level, which mm-hmm. it's kind of like, did I really learn this experience? You'll mm-hmm. see something show up, work, personal, professional, like, I think I had that happen before. Mm-hmm. It didn't work out. What did I do? What did I learn from it? How can I apply it now? And at the same time, not to be afraid that when it arrives again, but how can I deal, deal with it from a wiser point of view? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's, I totally feel that so profound. The wonder technique. Yes. Where where did this come from? What is what is this wonder technique? And okay. uh, how what, what's the what were the events that helped to create that? Okay, uh, it is as I like to say, it's no longer a teenager. It's into its young adulthood because it's nice. now 21 years since <laughs> I, I put it together. Uh, it was 1999 and. Mm-hmm. Where the origin of it actually, there's two parts of it. One is that the inspiration between me looking at it was because um, the true story is, is that my mom was going through a bout of cancer Mm. and I spent a lot of time with her, Sean, and trying to help decode and simplify 
the actions that she had to take for her life. Mm. Okay. There was lots of other people who were involved in the recovery, but one of the things I was like, how can she simply apply this in her life? The actions mm. she needed from nutritionists or from doctors or surgeons, whatever it was, mm-hmm. that's not stressful because when our lives are stressful and if somebody's going through a, you know, a medical crisis, mm-hmm. it, you, you, you're going to fall to your base level of how you can manage things mm-hmm. and you don't need things that are complicated. Mm-hmm. You know, as I say to people, like just to extract it from that, if somebody, you know, is attacked on the street and there's a super complicated self-defense technique they're going to have to do, they're probably not going to remember that. But if there's something basic that they can do, they're more likely mm-hmm. to be able to activate it. So I worked on simplifying ideas. And after my mom started to heal, I started to look back in my own life and look at what I'd learned through university and my own desire for personal development and trying to mm-hmm. say, well, how can I apply these things in my life, but actually incorporate them so that it's easier for me to remember? Mm-hmm. That was the initiation. And as well, uh, somehow it came about, and I really, I guess, you know, I should ask my mom about this. I think she sowed the seed by talking to some of her friends that said, you know, David seems to have a really good understanding of things and maybe he could share some ideas with you. And I remember mm-hmm. it was back in like the first seminar that I did back in the in the 90s, ended up actually being uh, high school students. And it was amazingly receptive. First cool. ever seminar was like 160 students, which is not like I was talking to two people. And I was like, what I did was, is that I used a lot of images mm. from my travels. Mm-hmm. And I used the images because I knew they would be interesting, like mm-hmm. having traveled to Petra in Jordan and having traveled to northern Pakistan and the Himalayas. So I knew people would be interested in the photographs, but I also was able to use those images in that, Sean, as a mental trigger for myself. Yeah. To remember, because I would get really nervous sharing with people because I'm much mm-hmm. more technically introverted than extroverted, if you want to use that as a defining characteristic. Sure. However... I also, with the wonder technique, I started to create a lot of um, acronyms as well as images to help me remember stuff. Mm -hmm. So that in my own life, when I I knew that, okay, every day I need to do certain steps to take care of my health and well-being, Mm -hmm. there has to be simple process for me to apply it. Mm-hmm. Because life gets busy very fast mm-hmm. and we we tend to fall off track because we don't think we have time or we think it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. So I developed the wonder technique on the core principles of, okay, every day I need to make sure that I'm hydrated. I need to make sure I get outside and get fresh air. I need to eat delicious, nutritious foods. I need to exercise. I need to rest as a th- fundamental principles. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, it has evolved where I can get really complicated in the sense of using science to support what I share with people, mm-hmm. or I can just make it really simple because I've shared these ideas with, you know, children as young as six in schools to people well into their, you know, 80, 88 years of age. Yeah. And by using images and that, and I, I think the key is the simplification, but mm-hmm. the origin of it was personally, I was trying to remember stuff Yeah. and make it easy. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing because it's like, for for i would say for all the re- the reading that i do the eternal student over here you know uh like when pe- when i read processes that people have uh started with in my head it's like where does this come from where where was the beginning the initiation of all this and it's always and, and your mother how's your mother in the cancer she's, she's you know it's 30 years later almost 20 so it was actually it was in the mid 90s so 
we're you know almost 30 years since she was ill and she's doing fine that is amazing she recovered completely congrats because Uh, yeah yeah, i that's so heartwarming to know that like i mean because of a a tragedy a a tragic moment uh that something beautiful can come from that and not just impact yourself and your mom but like many other people too you know and and so like wonder in itself is an acronym correct like so what does what does wonder stand for okay i will explain it and people listening might go my gosh, that's so simple. Yeah. And that's what the intention was. And it, as a, just as a step back from it before I share what each letter stands for, mm-hmm. is that I was looking for a word that mm-hmm. would be a real word, that would be a very cool word that people mm-hmm. go, that's nice, that they can remember. Because there is a lot of, uh, you know, mnemonic devices that we can use but they're like made up words like it's and it's not it's 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 a nice word or sometimes it's, it's like maybe it's like that's a okay it's a word but it doesn't sound so good would you want to use it and i've had so many people say now you know have a wonderful life and they're all they're, they're capturing the same essence of what i'm sharing because mm-hmm. the acronym at its basis is w is for water o is for outside activity n is for no worries which is all about our state of mind d is for delicious nutritious foods e is for exercise and or is for rest so wow. it's yeah. really really simple yeah, but it, it's an acronym that I've used all the time, and mm. I've shared with thousands of people in person through the internet. I don't know how many; I can't keep track. <laughs> but yeah, at, at its fundamental, you can think each day in the morning and at night. Did I cover those six bases? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you know you can add to that, uh, like the, the concept that we're very social beings. It actually is part of that because our state of mind is nourished, like having mm-hmm. no worries, a calm state of mind is nourished by our social interactions or mm-hmm. is inhibited by our lack of. So, And the key to the wonder technique, Sean, is that and for those people listening, it is very holistic in the sense everything touches each other. Like mm-hmm. some people will say, you know, if you exercise well, you can take care of your stress and, and so forth. But I would say to people like, for example, if you don't get the proper amount of sleep that you need, and we can go deep into that, or we can just keep it at the importance of sleep, you're not going to be able to sit down quietly, quiet your mind and meditate. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to get the best results from your exercise because your body won't recover. Mm-hmm. If you don't sleep enough, you're probably not going to eat the right type of foods or choose the right types of foods because yeah. we keep on trying to inject ourselves with something to keep us awake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there's there's a there's a crossover between all these particular actions that relate to our health and well-being. Mm-hmm. So I, I push for simplification, but I also push for people to acknowledge or at least reflect on the idea that all of our life is is interacting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's and and I and I push back on people who will say, like I've met many nutritionists over the year who will say, yes, you know what, hydration is important, but you can get your hydration from drinking fluids that contain water like tea, coffee, orange juice, and I'll yeah. say no. I will say no. I will say, you know what? I may have less education to you, but I will say that tea is a diuretic. You know, it Mm -hmm. pulls water out of your body. So So it's coffee coffee and, you know, your energy drinks and all those things. Because I work with plenty of people who are like, oh, I had three of these by six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, how? How? You know what I mean? I've only had one energy drink in my whole life and my my mentality was just gone. Because I didn't know you were supposed to pace it out for 30 minutes or an hour. You're supposed to drink like this bottle about the size of my arm here. And I'm like, I thought you were supposed to drink in five minutes or something like that. I had no idea you were supposed to pace it out. 
I felt like so out of this world and I was like, never again. You know what I mean? Like, you're right. Stick it to like just the simplicity of just drink your water, you know, have a cup of coffee. That's fine. I mean, the main ingredient is coffee grounds and water. I get that. You're not going to have an argument, but with that cup of coffee, please drink your water. <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah, it's absolutely. Actually, in fact, in some cultures, I remember when I was in Italy, that uh, one of my first times I was in Italy, when they served you a cup of coffee, they served you with a glass of glass water. Of water. Yeah. I was like, That's they do it here. Really interesting. They do it here yeah. in America too. You will they always. Yeah, they do that here really in America. Good. The every time you drop by a uh, restaurant, uh, sometimes it ticks me off because i'm like i'm just here for a moscow mule you're like you know why are you entertaining me with a glass of water i'm here to get screwed up so (laughs) so anyway yeah you go to like a breakfast spot they'll always give you a glass of water and they'll give you your cup of coffee you know and um so yeah you just drink those two hand in hand and and I wonder if people it. are conscious of the, the fact that it actually helps harmonize each other. Mm-hmm. And, and another tip that you're probably aware of, but just to share with some people that are listening mm-hmm. that maybe they're taught about a little bit, is that I always look back in time and say, well, what habits, I mean, human beings, we've been around for a very long time. And what has kept us going is some of the fundamental habits that sometimes we're not thinking about. For example, at the current moment in time, there's many different types of fluids that are available for us to drink on a mm-hmm. daily basis. Mm-hmm. But human beings lived for a very long time by being hydrated through water. Water. Okay. Yep. Let's just mm-hmm. put that there. The second thing is for foods. For for the long t- longest time before we had refrigeration, people were living off foods. Sure, yes, there is salting foods and storing mm-hmm. them that. But if you think into the past, people were eating foods that were fresh mm-hmm. and in season. Yep. I mean, that's a, these are such simple principles that people will say, yeah, but, but the whole idea is that, okay, just remember that if you're eating something that's local and is fresh and in season, it's going to be easier for your body to assimilate. And the further mm-hmm. it is away from its original source in terms of how it's presented to you mm-hmm. as against, you know, flour, which is not the same as eating something, a grain that's being, you know, straight away pull, pulled from the ground mm-hmm. uh, or from a plant. There's a big difference, like an orange as against orange juice. Mm-hmm. So your body's going to recognize it. And I have used the example before, actually quite a bit recently, but it kind of puts people... It's an old example. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, Sean, if you were aware of it. Because when I used to live in Canada, at the time when I started the Wonder Technique, there was a lot of stuff going on around trans fats. Does that Mm -hmm. ring a bell? I do. I do remember that. Yeah. There was like some potato chip that they tried selling out here in America. And it was like uh, a different type of oil. And because of that, it had less of this stuff, like I guess trans fats. And I was just like, Okay, but then it it just disappeared. I mean, no yeah. one would probably remember this brand of chips anyway because it's no longer sold. <laughs> Ironically, well, yeah. To, to share the story simply and and from the science to the everyday reality is is that mm-hmm. people you know people have ingested certain types of foods over the years, but mm-hmm. what happened was is that at one point some scientists thought, okay, listen, we're not supposed to be eating so much. Well. I'm not going to say whether this is right or wrong, saturated fats. Can we make something that is like a saturated fat that's a solidified oil? And what they did is they took vegetable oils, they pumped hydrogen through it. It -hmm. became hydrogenated oil. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that hydrogenated oil changed the chemical structure, the process of pumping hydrogen through it, changed it from what are called cis fats into trans fats. Mm-hmm. But the problem was is that the human body 
It's trans fat is a man-made substance. It's not mm -hmm. a naturally occurring substance. Mm -hmm. So the human body couldn't deal with it. That just is to, un and over time now, I mean, when I was in Canada, research was coming out against trans fats and eventually you would see stuff trans fats free. And mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure now it's been eliminated. But my whole reason for mentioning that to people is, is that sometimes we enter into the, shall we say, the, the food stream, the consummation mm -hmm. of foods, something that's really not a food that our bodies cannot adapt to, that it doesn't yeah. recognize mm -hmm. that our genetics have been around for a very long time. And it's like being bombarded with information. Our minds find it very difficult to be calm because we're not used to having so much information. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. back to that eternal student idea is that we do need to actually take a pause on our input of information. Mm -hmm. and allow ourselves to just like food to digest ingest what we've it, learned. digest yes yeah. and think about it absorb so, it yeah exactly and this kind of reflection of taking information in and taking mm -hmm. a pause is look here's another example in our lives we can exercise mm -hmm. then we take a day of rest so mm -hmm. our body can rebuild mm -hmm. even in relationships if you spend too much time with the same person all the time you actually need space to away from them to nourish the relationship mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. if you work all the time on something even yourself who loves music if yeah. you were to work 24 7 i mean you can correct me on this on music you might feel depleted in your ability to be creative you do so you need space yeah. away from it right yeah so absolutely i believe that there's cycles i believe mm -hmm. that there's cycles in the world the natural world that we see but also we can think about that in our own lives mm -hmm. that even if we love something like i really enjoy sharing on podcasts mm -hmm. i couldn't keep on doing them every hour of the day i need a mental space exactly exactly like i mean because they're, they're treats you know what i mean these yes. projects that we do and like not only this like you, you yourself are a project i mean you're trying to take care of yourself and to the best of your abilities and uh you know be the best you that you can hopefully <laughs> yes. not speaking for everybody on you know the human planet or on earth but i mean hopefully and it's just like yeah it you have to everything like you said it has a cycle to it and and that's when you i feel like when i am not working on whatever it is i'm working on that's a that's okay you're supposed to have those moments if you yes. are consistently on something like you're going to screw up somewhere and then those deficiencies become habits and then those habits become really hard to try to break and then you right back to the very beginning instead of just allowing it to go you know no one trains for a marathon all year long there's no way exactly. to do that i mean you can do like multiple marathons but at the end of the day you need to take a just stop allow yourself to have a Christmas or, you know, <laughs> have yourself a, a holiday from, from those things that you like to do, because then you get back to being excited about it. You know, exactly. you're very right about that. And uh, there's no other way to, I guess, reword it. I mean, you really hit the nail on the head on that, you know, I like, mean, you might find it too, like reading, I have those moments where I love to read. Mm -hmm. And sometimes even if a, a great book is recommended to me, I just, no, I can't. I need to, I'm working on something else in my mind. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I used to think that I just had to be constantly learning. Mm -hmm. But in fact, over time, I found out in my own life that by giving a pause 
it was like it gave a moment for, I would say, for want of a better expression, my subconscious mind to kind of assimilate everything together. Mm -hmm. And and Mm -hmm. interestingly enough, that when we sleep at night, when we go through, um, you know, REM sleep, that's when our body integrates information that we've learned during the day. So it is a psychological, biological process. So Mm -hmm. what I find most, most interesting to me, Sean, is to see reflections of ideas that I've taught about that exist in our own physiological lives mm-hmm. and in our natural world around us. We have mm-hmm. the seasons, we have the cycles, you know, plants don't um, flower all year round. There's a mm-hmm. cycle to it. Yep. absolutely. And, and ourselves as human beings, you know, we have nighttime, daytime, different levels of energy. Some mm-hmm. people have different times of day when, but there is, there's a cycle. And I think mm-hmm. appreciating that, probably takes a lot of stress out of people's lives. Like when I talk about, you know, chronotypes, some yeah. people are, as you know, are, are labeled as morning larks. And then mm-hmm. there's other people are night owls. And when you recognize that you have a different level of energy, yep. that's huge. And our yeah. society doesn't always appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But as long as you clue into it and say, ah, this is where I am. And then of course, mm-hmm. I actually fall within those two groups where I'm kind of like, a uh, morning lark and a, and a night owl, but I'm, mm-hmm. I, f- I don't fit one or the other. Mm-hmm. But recognizing where you sit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is really interesting. And then mm-hmm. the convincing factor, which may or may not be of interest to you, or you may already know, is why we actually have that. Biologically, oh. we were designed. Did you know the reason why? Well, I really- mean, I, I why, think I've tell heard... Me why you think tell me what you Hold think. Hold on, because like for myself, just to share, like I, I work very well as a night owl. Um, mm-hmm. Every time, uh, well, I guess like now, like currently at work, they're putting me on days. Okay. Until, until uh, October. Even like earlier this year, I was on nights. And then they were like, okay. nope, you're moved to midnight to eight o'clock. And that midnight to eight o'clock shift screwed me up so bad because <laughs> I was working into the next day. And so I yes. didn't know what day I was in. I was doing that for about uh, two months. I can't imagine someone being on that schedule for a whole year straight. That is, that's something else. But I'm also not a morning person, like straight up, not a morning person. I don't understand people who could just wake up, go for a morning run. I take my runs in the evening time. That is just how I am. That's how it, that's just, that's my body saying it's the afternoon. You've had your wake up. You've had your coffee. You've had your, your, your breakfast and lunch. You've digested metabolized, go get your run, you know, get your mile and a half in. I think uh, with, you know, primordial humans and all that, we're, we're meant to be day people, you know, at night, we're supposed to be resting. But at the same time, at night, there are those monsters out there, the wolves that are coming after us, you know. Uh, But uh, I think that naturally, we're supposed to be day people. We're supposed to be operating in the daytime, not a 24-7 society like the world is working these days. Because I'll tell you what, that midnight to eight o'clock in the morning, that's not worth it. (laughs) I felt like my age was just draining out of myself, you know? Okay. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if if I'm onto something there, but... Well, I, I I will acknowledge, and I think you're you're right that we're not supposed to work twenty four seven, and working mm-hmm. through the night is very hard on the human being. When you say mm-hmm. like between midnight and eight o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. what it is with our chronotypes is that somehow built into our biology, from at least the science that I've read, is that if we all had the same exact timing, and you know the sun was setting and we all went to sleep, mm-hmm. and we there was a, like a 
eight hour span between when we all woke up. There's a large amount of, for ancient human beings, vulnerability to yeah. animals in the night mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. okay, or maybe der- other deranged human beings, but sure. let's say animals in the night. So what happened was to cut down that space of vulnerability, there's human beings that are designed that they can stay up later mm-hmm. in the evening mm-hmm. while half the clan is asleep. Mm-hmm, that go mm-hmm. early. So the people that that wake up early in the morning, you know, they're ready to go, as you mentioned. They tend to their energy goes lower in the early afternoon, and then mm-hmm. they're you know evening time they're finished. But then mm-hmm, there's some mm-hmm. people that are just getting going, and into the night they can stay awake. So by having two different types of chronotypes, and I believe the I think it's the morning larks are about forty percent, and about thirty percent is night owls, and then the balance is kind of a crossover. So people feel comfortable when they recognize that, Sean. Thirty percent right here. <laughs> yeah. So, so what happens is is that during the, it's cut down to maybe like about four hours instead of eight hours of people being exposed. So there was a reason why. So, and and when we look at that and we don't fight ourselves, because I know that many times people will say, oh, I'm, I'm doing the 5 a.m. start. I'm, I want to, but they're trying, people try and force themselves to do something mm-hmm. that they don't want to do because mm-hmm. they hear other people doing it. That goes to me for goal setting. When I say to people, if you have a goal, make sure it's intrinsic. It's something that mm-hmm. you want to do. And it's not because people outside of you externally want you to do, because if mm-hmm. you think, yeah, you know what? I've always liked getting up early and I want to make it a habit. Superb. So you're probably a morning lark, potentially. But if you're a person that does most of your work and you love doing it later at night and you try to force yourself into a different box, it's probably not a good idea. And, no. and uh, so you need to recognize who yeah. you are and what works well for you. Mm-hmm. It's just like when it comes to when I share with people about the wonder technique, when I say choose an exercise, find something that you love to do that involves moving your body, putting weight mm-hmm. on your body. And the side effect is exercise. Like I do a lot of hiking, mm-hmm. carrying yeah, a backpack here. on my back, right? You know, th- mm-hmm. that puts weight on my body. Mm-hmm. I'm climbing up hills. I'm because using my a stone heart. Will, will, because a stone will weigh a stone at the very beginning, but it'll feel like a pound, you know, nine miles later, you know, and exactly. then that turns into 18 because you got to walk back. But you're working your body in something yeah. that you love to do. And the side effect is exercise. For mm-hmm. some people, you know, they say, oh, gosh, I missed going to the gym today. And I said, why? Well, because last night I spent the whole evening out with my friends dancing. But dancing is an aerobic exercise too. Mm-hmm. Like they forget that some of the activities that we do are yeah. f- exercise. Like, and I live in France and there's a lot of older people that are, you know, a lot of older people, let's put it that way. And they grew up in, in France where in cities where there was apartment buildings that had no um, lifts, no ascent. Mm-hmm. There's no, they always had to go up the staircase, up three, the four flights, carry the groceries throughout their whole life. Yeah, This is pretty good for building bone and muscle strength. Mm-hmm. As a, so it was a natural part of their life, walking to the market. So they did all of these things. But in society nowadays, we've added in going to the gym and stuff because we're not doing as part of our everyday life a physical activity. Mm-hmm. But I always mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. see, if you don't, you know, if you're, I mean, sure, if you love going to the gym, that's great. But if you don't feel inclined to do it, look towards something that actually works your mind and your body that you mm-hmm. actually really get excited about doing. It's not about you know, tricking yourself to get up in the morning to go do that activity yeah. if you're more, you know, but you actually, I'm inspired to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's like, uh, you know, before my dog, uh, Stella showed up at my house during the pandemic, she's a stray, not yeah. anymore. I mean, she's fully adopted by me, but like, 
I was, I mean, I'm still am so excited as soon as day one that she, you know, showed up at my house. I was like, I guess I'll take you on a walk and see if your family's nearby. No one's ever claimed her. I mean, it's a, it's a year later. I guess she's mine now. Uh, but yeah. I mean, every time I come home from, from work and, um, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm always pumped and ready to go and get, get that walk in, you know, and plot twist to her, we're going up to Yosemite this weekend. So she's going to get her first hike for the whole year. And I'm just like, so nice to see that Yosemite is going to be beautiful this weekend. Yeah, for sure. And and you're right. I mean, um, these, these, uh, you know, I I think the internet, I, I mean, I hate to say that the internet, what I'm using for this podcast is so, I wouldn't say it's like, what are they called? Influencers? Those influencers out there that just make it seem like it's so unobtainable to, uh, there's this obtainability of like what people want to achieve. And they're Mm -hmm. like, Oh, you know, like let's go and get like, how do I go and get that? And then for you to say, just do an exercise, just as long as you're invested into it and you love it and you, you feel a joy from it. Um, and it fulfills you in a way like go just just go do it you know what what people see out there in the world is like just the after effect they don't understand that there's this whole backstory behind it of just enjoy what you're doing you know and and even if it's like you said you know for the example the the going out to a dance uh to a club um yeah i mean that's your exercise you don't have to i mean get too crazy about it you know yes. you went out and you did something you yes. know some people just don't see it that way and it's like you gotta flip that script you know and if, exactly. if you as long as you i hate to say like get that check mark in the block you're good to go you know it's just exactly as easy as like i, I just... try and take as much stress out of the process mm-hmm. because i do believe sean that if you're doing something that physiologically, you know, it's putting strain on your body, a type of exercise, like let's mm-hmm. call it that, or type of movement. Yes, there's going to be physical strain. That's how you rebuild your muscles. That's how you make your mm-hmm. bones stronger and your whole physical structure. However, if it's psychologically negative for you, meaning mm-hmm. that I don't really want to do this, then you have to question yourself why you're doing it. Why you're doing that, it, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's the same thing that kind of rolls through many different things in our life, professional and personalized, where you know, I'm doing this, but I don't really enjoy it. Because, so there's a residual impact. Mm-hmm. When people don't live their life as much as they can on purpose, like with their intention, now, you know, you may not be doing the ideal job that you want to do right now. I say that you for plural, in a sense, for anybody listening. But if you're on the pathway towards it, you, your psychological state of mind is going to be quite positive. Mm-hmm. But if you're engaged in doing stuff that's that you know that's not going to lead you to where you want to be, the psychological impact on your life is going to be quite draining. Yep. And the only way, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was say, we've all worked with people that, you know, you, you're working at your job and they're just like, I don't like this job. And then that just makes your job even more stressful because you're having to make up for that lack of attention and care for a job that you actually care about. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and you will express it in your work environment too. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you associate with other people in your life, Unfortunately, you may project that negative experience that you're carrying around unintentionally towards other people because you it's a negative 
experience. Mm -hmm. It's not like as Simon Sinek would say, he wants people going to the work environment who love to get up and are excited about doing what they're doing. Because uh, the definition of a company is, you know, when we think of I'm, I'm spending time with my friends who are in good company, mm -hmm. business is people working together towards a common goal. We want mm -hmm. to be there. If you don't want to be there, then maybe there's something else where you want to be there. And that's part of identifying things. And I like to work with people to help them, you know, decode what their purpose is. And then often they, they know what it is. They just need mm -hmm. a reminder that it's important because yeah. I do believe that everybody, everybody has a real purpose mm -hmm. and they may already be living it, but they don't want to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. For example, you know what? Um, somebody who wants to be a parent and spend as much time with their children as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. This is very admirable. It's as much as somebody who dedicates their whole life to working on, you know, a career and they decide that they don't want to have children. They're doing what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our society doesn't value they yeah. think they're less than because they're doing one thing or another. But what's really important is if that person feels really good about being at home with their children, they're making an epic difference in their lives. And it's yeah. about how you frame it. It's about how you look at the world. It's mm -hmm. not about how other people look at you in your world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like that, that kind of coaching, like you do coaching on this uh, as well. Like, what what was the most like what is the most inspiring funny or like challenging moments for you when it comes to coaching such as that you know like when you the give funniest, that the funniest thing i ever heard was actually when a lady came to that i worked with she came to a conference and she was present in the audience and yeah. i talked about the importance of fresh air and getting outside and she said david does driving the car with the window down count as getting fresh air i think and so I, <laughs> and I really, hold on i, I, I really have, think so i mean yeah, joy yeah, rides yeah, are yeah, around yeah, for a reason yeah, yeah for sure that was something that was funny but also the most amazing one of the amazing things is I, I i like to share the story about a lady who was in an audience and she came back and uh, i remember her name mary she said to me david you made a huge impact in my life for reminding me about the importance of hydration. Yeah. And I said, what was it? And she said, well, I used to have headaches all the time. Now, the, the causes of headaches are not just dehydration, mm -hmm. but it can be a contributing factor. Like, yeah. I'm not a doctor. Don't pretend to be one. Anybody listening, just to be aware. But for her, drinking water became a huge difference in her life. And what mm -hmm. was most interesting, this is what was amazing to me, Sean. That's why I mentioned it in response to your question was, she was a nurse. She's mm. a nurse. Oh, and nurses, that, I mean, and the thing about the nursing field, because my sister is a nurse, is, okay. you know, they're on that 24-7, you know, and their schedules mm -hmm. are erratic, you know, and yeah. long-term. And they're, they're sprints. They're very far sprints of, you know, just like, I think one person worked like, like a day and a half straight. And I was yeah. like, I hope you had a break in between that, that I've never done one of those before ever in my life. No. Yeah. And so and I can fact, understand yeah. where, yeah, that, that lack of care for your personal yeah. self, just yeah. the smallest little thing. I mean, like, like you said, water, that's the first thing. Water. Well, actually, you just mentioned about nurses, and I know um, a gentleman who's actually working a lot with doctors mm -hmm. to help them manage their life because I thought it had got better, but it hasn't, oh. meaning that a lot of doctors, their self-care is very poor. Mm. And the the fact that they're helping people with their health and well-being, but they're not taking care of their own, to me, is shocking. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. I've always found that, like, if you ask me what's shocking to me, it's that mm -hmm. would be something. And also the fact that 
once again, I go back to what I talked a little bit earlier is that we do have the fundamentals of health and well-being. Like we know what they are. What's always amazing to me is that so many people don't take the action to embrace those things. Mm-hmm. And we again, the complexity, like I, I was on a gentleman's podcast a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about you know, communication and and the whole idea was that when you when you have a, a disagreement with somebody, if you don't take the time to communicate with that person, it doesn't resolve the problem. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, he was asking me, you know, how can I resolve? I, it seems to be a conflict with this person. I'm not sure. The relationship seems to be falling apart. What should I do? And I suggested to him, I said, ask the person, can you chat with them? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then start the conversation by saying, how do you feel about the relationship that we have? Mm-hmm. So you, because originally he wanted to go into the conversation and say, I wanted to tell them how I felt. I said, how about you get them to lead? How yeah. about you get them to hear? Because you never know, Sean, what can happen is, is that we don't know what's going on inside other people's heads. Mm-hmm. And it could be that a whole bunch of things are happening in that other person's life that he has no idea about. And his vision from the outside is, is that, oh, I've done something to offend them. Mm-hmm. And the best communicators, some people that, that I know, like, for example, I had the experience once I was out with a friend and, and we were hiking and we were on an area where it wasn't so stable, like mm-hmm. in the area. And uh, she said to me, you know what, just so you know, I'm a little bit scared and I, I seem really edgy. And I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm when I'm talking, uh, if it sounds like I'm a bit edgy, it's not because of you. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's powerful. She mm-hmm. was telling me because... How could I, maybe I might misinterpret yeah. it, but you also acknowledging what her experience was at that moment in time. Mm-hmm. So that's a high level of communication that's mm-hmm. very valuable mm-hmm. for the people to tell other people, like if you come home from work and, or come away from an experience with a friend and you're meeting with other people and say to them, you know what, if I, if it appears that I'm a little bit tense or stressed, it's not because of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I will say that, you know, if I have a moment where I feel a little bit off centered, I will say that to my children and say, by the way, it's not if you feel like a funny energy off me, it's not because of you. Yeah, because I know that it's growing up as a young person, um, growing up as a young person, that sounds a funny statement. But <laughs> as I was growing up, of course, I was a young person when I was younger, but uh, old self humor here is that sometimes I would interpret other people's actions the wrong way or mm-hmm. their behavior because I thought it was because of me. Yep. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually saying to them, how are you doing? And yeah. they would tell me, I would run the, 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 you know, the, the machine in my head. And the think, script is already being written yeah, in your head before. It's wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong. In most cases, it is completely wrong. Mm-hmm. And in fact, people really appreciate when you ask them for their input on the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And otherwise we're actually framing the world based upon our perceptions, mm-hmm. which maybe there's a chance that we could be slightly right, but chances are we're completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's always like that 50, 50, because I mean, like that intuition, you know, of like get grabbing the data, you know, and again, like uh, trying to figure out, okay, well, this person's usually chipper, but they're being very coarse to me right now. Something happened, you know, like just. Yes. Was it your lunch? You know what I mean? Like, was it the microwave? Did it just not cook it just right? I don't know. But yeah, I've I've ran into that so many times. And I've I've personally have also been asked, like, you know, how do you like 
ask someone, I guess in a, not this is like a respectful way, but like some people have come to me and been like, Hey, is so-and-so okay? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, he's just having a bad day. And this is the reason why. Let me, let me show you the reasons why. And then you can, you know, cause again, their perception is, is just a little like either they don't know, they just walked into it or it's like, come here. Like, let me, let me tell you a little something. <laughs> like, you know, this yeah. just happened, you know, and then that helps them. And, uh, or, you know, they'll, they'll ask me like, like, as you just put as an example, um, to communicate out to me, you know, Hey, I'm not feeling good, you know? And I'll be like, yo, I'll pick up the slack. Don't worry about it. You know, it sucks Mm -hmm. that you're feeling bad and you have to be here today, but it's okay. Just go surf on the internet for a while. Get some, pretend like you're doing something called work, you know? (laughs) As anything well, the, to try to help yeah the, and the key is 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 it's all about i remember sam Harris. i heard him once say that you know the, the surest pathway i'm maybe paraphrasing him in a different way but if we don't have conversation we'll end up in conflict mm-hmm. so the surest pathway to conflict is actually to avoid conversation mm-hmm. and i remember when i was in university and i took a conflict resolutions course with a very smart professor. And he explained that the conflicts between countries actually boil down to the capacity between the two leaders of each country being able to have a conversation. If they can't have a good conversation, and we can see examples of that in the world all the time, mm-hmm. no matter what time of, the you know, whether it's this year, last year, or decades before, mm-hmm. if two people are great communicators, and great communicator means that you explain explore what you is on your mind that you want to share with the other person but also mm-hmm. means that you really listen to what the other person is and you check that you're interpreting it correctly mm-hmm. conflicts won't arise the same way but yeah. if we have our history in our minds and think okay this is how they think in that culture because of this way we need to be you know against them this is not going to build any sort of rapport and that comes you know, down to personal relationships as and well. yet and that, and that goes right to like you know uh Honestly, for me, like communication is active listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think a lot of leaders do that. Oh, for example, not to name drop anyone, but I did watch a little snippet of the news yesterday and I see a person like this just okay. playing on their phone while someone's literally talking to them, mm. checked out, mentally checked out. Because I know for myself, I don't have the attention span. I'm, I'm 33, or I like to say 28 for the fifth time, um, yes. <laughs> years old. And I don't have the multitask capacity to text my sister, listen to you, pet my dog at the same time. No, 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 no. You have my full attention, sir. You're, you're the guest. You know, that's how it works. You yes. have to have that active listening. And you, when you active listen, the first step is, did I understand what the other person just told me? Yes. Can I say it back to them in a way that I understand? And if I'm wrong, then they can clarify for me. And then I go, oh, I understand now. Yes. Communication. So I feel like, you know, I hear it at my job all the time. Communication is key. Communicate, communicate, because we have so many shifts. So by the time this shift gets done and my shift starts, it's like, so what happened in between? And it's like that communication right there, whether it's email, text message, written in a book somewhere or something on a whiteboard, you know, mm-hmm. that's so important. And it if is. I have any questions, well, I hope you're there, you know, like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, right. so it sounds so simple, 
but it's actually we've heard about active listening decades ago it's not a mm-hmm. new concept but it's a question that we can say to ourselves like when we're in conversation with somebody are we really listening Mm-hmm. And 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 I like to say it's not just listening, but do we really hear the other person? Like, are we we're, we're listening to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Are we thinking about what we want to say to them next, and in response to what they're saying, or yes. are we actually listening to what they're currently saying? Mm-hmm. And I find it very interesting, Sean, when you hear somebody ask somebody a question, and you can see that the person is pausing for quite a long time to answer. To me, that's actually a good sign mm-hmm. because it means they were really, really listening mm-hmm. and they're now taking the time to answer. So I know that sometimes uh, that someone will ask me a question and I'm like, I have to really pause because I need to think about it. It's not mm-hmm. just regurgitate something that's in the, in the system. Mm-hmm. You know, perhaps I already have a, have a response because I've had that response already, mm-hmm. but sometimes you just need to think, okay, and in most cases, it's it's good to pause. It's yeah. good to leave a little bit of silence because sometimes the person you're talking to, they haven't finished speaking. As mm-hmm. well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I work with plenty of people, like you said. Uh, they're always on the first part of it. They're waiting to respond. They've only heard the first part of a question, which is a who, what, when, where, how. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for that question mark to hit so that they can already give you the answer. You know, and I mean, I'm human too. I fall into that from time to time again. Being observant in the workforce, like that is, that is huge, huge, you know, I, I, and not just at the workforce, but also like uh, just in general too, you know, Mm -hmm. it it just helps so much. You have a 10 mini course with a workbook, video and audio, media. Can you tell me and the listeners about your content and the goal of this project? Okay, there's actually, yeah, there's many courses that are available on my website. There is currently 10 of them that I've developed, 10 individual courses. One of them I referred to already, which is how to focus your mind and improve your concentration. Mm-hmm. For example, that one will have a video in it and a workbook, mm-hmm. plus there's maybe a dozen audio sections and I, I put more into audio than video because I thought people might want to listen to them mm-hmm. than watching all the time because they could listen to it or they could look at me. But I thought this is more for human beings, you know, to have the visual and then the audio and then the workbook where they can work through it and make notes mm-hmm. in that. So mm-hmm. three different concepts. So all the courses, pretty much all of them have that where mm-hmm. there's a video, there's a workbook, and then it, there's another one, how to sleep well and wake up energized. Another one, how to Im- improve your resilience, how to be street smart. Like there's mm-hmm. all the, they're all mutually exclusive topics, John. Mm-hmm. However, one thing people will notice is that they're all building on the same idea of building habits, skill sets that we can use in all of our lives. Because Mm -hmm. what I I, I like to recommend to people is that resilience in our life, being able to manage change, challenges, particularly in the world that we live in right now, Mm -hmm. is to have those skills in place in advance, resilience in advance. Mm -hmm. Don't wait until you have a fire in your house to make sure you have a fire extinguisher. Don't make sure you have the skill set in place so that, you know, you, you don't get headaches because you're, because you're, um, and then finally you get a headache and you start drinking water. Make it yeah. so that you have, like it's, I'm repeating the same concept again, but it's always about learning it. So mm-hmm. the best time for people to practice their relationship skills, 
is important in a relationship for sure, but is also before the relationship. Because if people mm -hmm. are looking, for example, the best relationship in their life, the person that they want to be in that relationship, they want to bring it to the table at the beginning of the relationship and then mm -hmm. continue to grow as well. Because so you're selling because you're selling yourself as a product, you know, to somebody else. You want them sense, to like yes. you. Yeah. Yes, in a sense. But it's always yeah. about having skills that sometimes they may not appear like, like why does it have a value? But for me, like in my car, I carry um, battery cables, like jumper mm -hmm. cables, I would say. Mm -hmm. And I've never used them to start my own car, but I've helped a lot of people. Yeah. When I've met them in parking lots with their cars dead, and I know enough about cars even beyond that's very basic, but how to help people start a car. But the point is, is that when you learn a skill set or you have certain behaviors, you can then use them to help other people. Exactly. It's exactly. not just so if I can manage stress and within myself, that means that I'm not contributing to the increase in stress in an environment in the world mm -hmm. when there's a stressful time. I can actually make it possible for people to reduce their stress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's a positive contribution by you actually taking action and building skills in your life. So for example, those 10 mini courses that are there, they're all about helping people nourish core principles of health and well-being that will help them in many parts of their lives. Yes. I love that. I love that you use the word well-being because um, one thing that, uh, well, I do at my job is try to uh, use the word well-being more so than um, I guess the the closest thing to that would be being happy. Are you okay today? Are you yes. are you all right? How's your well-being today? Just like that question alone is like a Pandora's box that I did not understand years ago. I wish I knew this ten years ago. Um, mm -hmm. You get so much out of someone. When sure. you ask that question and you're right, like just like just by asking that question, you get this laundry list of stress and then you're just like, wow, uh, how can I help you? You know, exactly. instead of add to your trials and tribulations, you know, like that's and that's awesome. That 10, 10 mini course, like I personally love audiobooks, So like I will definitely have a listen on one of them because uh, uh, yeah, it. It sounds awesome. What what started that goal, that project for you? Like that actually came about because uh, I I did all those courses quite rapidly because I really downloaded the information from my head onto uh -huh. onto tools. But that happened because um, we have to look back at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I knew that, that I could changed no longer so do, much. changed a lot of stuff. Yeah, because I'd never done anything, never been on a podcast. I'd only mm -hmm. ever done, mostly my work was as a conference, as a professional speaker. Mm -hmm. And I knew I wouldn't be able to circulate more. And I also had the experience as well that when I presented at a conference in 2020 in January, um, people said to me, well, David, you don't live close by. What if we want to learn more about what you have? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, I need to document this more. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes, I'd written a lot of stuff already but i also know that i really do enjoy listening to podcasts and listening to audio information mm -hmm. and, and conversation and that so i thought why don't i use that approach so the world kind of guided me into that experience mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so yes i mean and i'm grateful for that because it when you create materials as well they also help you focus your ideas mm -hmm. and you also get a sense of how much do you really know them mm -hmm. And I also, as well, I, I really wanted to put down information as well, Sean, because 
there's ideas that over the years that I've learned from the people around me. And I hope that those information, that information that I've shared so far mm-hmm. will also help my own children mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. in time when there's yeah. something that they want to rely on. So because everybody has, as I mentioned before, we each bring a gift to the world. Mm-hmm. And when we can document and take the time to share that with other people, we, we it's, a, it's a little bit like our legacy. We're leaving something mm-hmm. that is of value behind and if we have a chance to share something why not yeah absolutely and i don't always put like um you you have received from me like people listening thinking how could i get a taste of david's work um at this moment in time for free i sent you the, the copies of the the book that you mentioned the, mm-hmm. the 10 um 10 steps to health and happiness then the mini yes. motivational cards all those little gifts that people can get for free because i want people to like really have a plethora of simple things that they can use right away. Like I really mm-hmm. love those mini motivational cards. I used Me to too. sell them. Yes. I used to sell them. And now I just decided, you know what? I don't want to put, even though there wasn't much of a monetary barrier, I just thought I want people to have these, mm-hmm. you know, and I call it like positive litter where somebody can print off a card that says, you know, you're, you are wonderful or I feel courageous and they can leave it, you know, leave it on the bus, leave it in an Uber, leave it wherever you want. And it's like positive litter where people will think, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. There's a little note. And, yeah. and and part of that was actually inspired because years ago I read about this French psychologist, Emilia Coué, who, believe it or not, in the, I think it was 1850s, I think it was 1856, um, roughly, when he was working as a, a, a psycho, pardon me, no, a pharmacist, but he was also a psychotherapist. When people came to his pharmacy, Sean, he mm-hmm. would give them their, you know, their medication, mm-hmm. but he also gave them a positive note. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't that so cool? That's so. Cool. You imagine if you left your your uh, you know your medical practitioner's office and they yeah. they gave you something positive, I, and I know how uplifting it is to mm-hmm. receive something from somebody that's mm-hmm. a nice note. And so, if you can leave that or give that or like the little mini motivational cards, like I so encourage people if yeah. they don't want to they don't want to go to my website and do it, create your own. Then you mm-hmm. write a little positive note, small piece of paper. You know, you're gonna turn the lights on in the in the in the eyes of everybody that knows you if you put in your child's lunchbox a little note that says you know that mm-hmm. you love them or that i i'm thinking of you or you know leave it in the glove box of your spouse's car mm-hmm. just many mm-hmm. many different ways but it's such a once again a simple idea it is yeah because I, I i suffer absolutely. from uh I, I i just got diagnosed last year with um essential tremors, which is kind of like Parkinson's, but not as Michael J. Fox-ish. So mm-hmm. like my hands, if you see older people, they their heads shake, you know, mm-hmm. uncontrollably. That's what I will have in my future. Um, and like you said, you know, if I had a if I had a pharmacist who said, it'll be okay when I got my medication for the first time. Yes. Oh my gosh. Because I felt so sad. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I have this thing. Thanks, genetics, you know, for failing me in life, I guess a little. But, um, you know, just that, that little note, like you said, a pharmacist doing that. I, I didn't even think about it until you say something like that. And I, that would have meant so much to me. And that would mean sure. so much to so many other people too, especially, you know. That's so, so we can profound. all do, do that. I mean, we can do that and. This is something as well, too. I mean, we text, we send messages so mm-hmm. many different ways. But I really, I go back. If you write a written note once mm-hmm. a month to somebody that you care about and you mail it to them, mm-hmm. I mean, people are doing this less and less. Yeah. But it's such a beautiful way. Like, if you want, you know, it, sometimes it's, it's, it's important to speak to people and share. But there's something special if you, if you, you know, if your boss 
left a note in your mailbox if you have a mailbox at work that mm-hmm. said something you know what I, I i really value what you did on in this particular action like being specific mm-hmm. that's powerful mm-hmm. you can change someone's life because you never know what yeah. they've been going through and that one day they may be going through something very dark in their life and you could have brought them out of it just because you gave them a, a present note a yeah. Present note. yeah so by sharing that positive approach to people, you can make a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You you had mentioned to me your easing uh, for uh, those interested. What would you What would your readers find in it? Okay. Well, actually, yeah. the, the when um, when they subscribe to my newsletter, they get mm-hmm. that ebook. They get it. Actually, there's two ebooks. There's another one with quotes. They'll get the template for the mini motivational cards. There's nice. what I call the wonderful poster, which is a poster you can print off. Has a whole bunch of things in that. And what I share in my my newsletter. Sometimes it will be a, an inspirational talk, but kind of explaining something that I've I've learned. Mm. It could be a reminder, for example, about a podcast that I've been on, like your podcast, to get mm-hmm. people to bring it to their attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. it's not there's not a universal team in the easing. There's just it's like a doorway mm-hmm. into information. And of course, on my website, there's there's a blog which I've been doing. The website is really the centerpiece of all my work. Mm-hmm. I am not very active on social media, as most people will know, but that's a personal choice. And that's I fine. Use my yeah. Energy. Yeah. I use my energy to do other things in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, rather than because to me, um, I'd rather do that. Would mm-hmm. I would have to explain everything. If I can use my energy to develop things, to work with the people I are, to spend as much time as I can with my friends and family and do the impact that I can on the world, I found that if I was to spend more time on different types of social media, I'm not having the same impact. I've tested it and I feel mm-hmm. better. It's mm-hmm. just a personal choice. It's there's about so, knowing what works for you. Exactly. And there's so many people that I have uh, met since 2020, because you would think that with a pandemic, uh, people would want to try to connect more. I found more people found more freedom, just not being connected at all, you know, <laughs> and having that right there in your pocket, ready to go and wanting to do those things. And I was like, that's really awesome that you found that out finally. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, because some people are just wasting time just flicking a thumb on their smartphones. And I love that. I absolutely do. Um that that's really cool. Um so what what projects do you have planned for the future? It's actually the same same project that just keeps going, the wonder technique. I, I really believe and I'm blessed that what I've been sharing, there seems to be more and more interest, which I never anticipated mm-hmm. over the last year and more. Mm-hmm. And I really want to bring the fundamentals of health and wellness to everybody that I can. These core, yeah. simple principles, Sean, and without attachment to how the process works out. Yeah. So I, you know, I get invited uh, on different people's podcasts. I share mm-hmm. what I can um you know as best that i can so that's still an eternal project for me and that's and if there's a time where i don't have the you know the the money coming in through that i will self-fund it and and nourish it and support it Mm -hmm. so that i can keep doing it to the point in time where i i am completely not needed and if that happens i'll be happy because that (laughs) means everybody has got what they need yeah absolutely and you'll also feel uh hopefully you'll feel uh like yes i did something Ah, it works you know and of course it works like um because uh just from hearing the six uh the six parts of like what wonder means uh it's like yeah yeah that makes so much sense like that's awesome 
And if people can, can just grab that. those six ideas, Sean, I mean, there's so much more to the wonder technique than just mm-hmm. that. However, at its base, if you can just think about that, each, yeah. you know, each baby of people think, because you know what? People do spend the day where they don't go outside at all. Mm-hmm. They don't hydrate themselves. They don't eat really good quality food throughout mm-hmm. the day. They don't take the time to move their bodies and they don't mm-hmm. take the time to have good sleep hygiene and that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like a checklist for health and well-being. That's yeah. really what it is. Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, over the years, I've mentioned to people, part of our managing our, our you know, our mental wellness and our peace of mind you do have to factor in you know you do need to have money you do need to have financial Mm -hmm. resources you do need to pay attention to your consummation habits that's all part of the same thing although it's not like a a letter in the wonder technique but it's important for people to recognize that that Mm -hmm. you know what everything is in harmony and -hmm. recognizing you know that there's consequences to your actions if you don't you know if you spend beyond your income yeah for your state of mind yeah absolutely well, to wrap up this podcast, I've had such a fun time talking to you. Finally, in real life, yes. <laughs> no, no, over yes, email. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for uh, coming to this and doing it. And um, you're also the first person to be international. That's I'm so I'm so That's glad awesome. to you. you know have this opportunity. I will say though, my first time being in France was in Marseille. In okay, 2011, mm-hmm. and it was a beautiful. It's a beautiful town. Uh, every time or city, every time I go, and I always have so much fun there. And it's it's great. I love. It. I just every time we go, we. I mean, you know, my job and I, when we have the opportunity to go visit France, it's like I'm so excited. I love that area of the world. So um, that's very but, cool because not everybody be, that I talk to that knows France knows Marseille. Yeah, really? That's very, that's, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, I always... Most people know Paris, Nice, they know of Cannes, oh, yeah. but they don't know Marseille. Um, mm-hmm. They might have heard of it, but they haven't visited it. So really? That's, cool. yeah. that's so wild to me because like, I, so speaking of books that you read, that I read, I read Julia Child's um, autobiography and mm-hmm. she moved to Marseille for a time. And I was like, I was there. I know yes. where she's talking about. Oh, I'm so excited that I can relate to, you know, this lady that I'm reading about in her life. And I was like, oh, and how she described it is exactly how I would have too, you know? So, cool. yeah. Uh, well, to wrap it up, what what inspires you today, this week? Well, we're on Wednesdays. Well, I'm on Wednesday. You're, what day is I'm it? Wednesday as well. You're Wednesday as well. Evening time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, evening time. Uh, yeah. I see. So uh, this week, and uh, what what inspires you this month? What always inspires me is to learn more about Mm -hmm. life. And I'm a never-ending curiosity. And one of the things that I'm super passionate about right now, and I've been getting more involved in over the last year and a half, is rock climbing outdoors. Nice. Which I really enjoy because to me, it's meditation on the rock. Mm-hmm. And ha- having been a person who used to be afraid of heights, uh, this is a huge thing for me. But I really love that experience. So I've only got more and more involved in that and uh, and making more great friends through that and spending yeah. time with my children doing that. So that's kind of like ties in again what we talked about already, Sean. Mm-hmm. Here's something that is a rock climbing, which is a physical activity, mm-hmm. but is also a social activity. Mm-hmm. And it's also building relationships with other people. There's many facets to it. Plus, I love doing it. Yeah. So it's about finding those things in our lives that are multidimensional that we really enjoy. Yeah. And they are an expression of who we are. That's awesome. 
for myself, uh, what yeah. has inspired me today is like, well, it's kind of a thing from yesterday. I, uh, I'm going to start in this next five months uh, doing a career change. Um, yes. I've spent 10 years in the Navy and um, it has become that end of a chapter, beginning of a new, and I'm inspired that like, well, I mean, by the people that I've worked with in the past who have also gone off and done the next chapter in their life, you know? And um, so that really hit me hard yesterday. And I was just like, I got to like meditate on this moment, you know what I mean? And just try to figure out how, like what, what is, in store for me in the future, you know, and, um, you know, this week, uh, everyone at work, you know, I was gone for three months. So like the first quarter of 2021 just kind of felt like 2020. I was just Mm -hmm. living in a hotel. Um, yeah, I was at work every day, but I mean, you know, it is what it is, but to come back and have so many people who know me, cause we get a lot of new people too, but, um, having so many people come back and go, Oh, it's so glad to see you. And I'm like, people care about me. That's so inspiring, you know, because I mean, I don't feel like I make a big impact to a lot of people, but like for those people who, I mean, they went out of their way to come and find me in my office. I'm working on a computer and I'm just like, you know, oh my gosh, thanks for coming by and saying hi to me, you know? So that's pretty cool. It's just been really inspiring to see that like as little even for some people who I've only met like one time two times in a in a row they they felt like coming out and saying welcoming me back you know kind of like to the family if you will so that's been really really inspiring to me yeah Yeah, I just wish that yeah like I'm glad that we only have those once in a great while because if I had that every day I'd be like I'm here I know I'm here (laughs) So, well, thank you again for doing this. And um, my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you, Sean, for giving me this moment of time to share. And thank you to everybody that takes the time to listen to this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And that there was my first guest for season three, Mr. David Hennessy. You can find out more about him at thewondertechnique.com.